Ladies, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. This is Good Morning Ladies with Candy Bryan. I'm so happy that you woke up early with us. And if you are replaying this message, it is quite all right. It's okay if you join us in the afternoon, evening, on your drive, wherever you are. The fact that you are dialing in and, and clicking play and letting the Word of God impact your day is enough. So I want to thank you personally for joining us today. As you, as you may know or may not know, we are on a road trip, and we have invited another beautiful, amazing woman of God. Lizette Perez is getting in the car today, ladies. Lizette, would you say hi to the ladies? Hi, ladies. Good morning. Best to you. <laughs> and I know it's kind of funny because every, every morning we're getting in this car again on this road trip, but if you're joining us for the first time, we have been taking this mental road trip, so to speak down this journey to shutting down fear and anxiety in our lives. And as women, we have our mindset on ending this trip in victory. That's the goal. There's so many women in our circles and, and people that are in our workplaces and families, even ourselves, that are struggling with the anxieties of life, the cares of life, the things that happen in everyday life. But the word of God trumps it all. The word of God comes in and it can give you clarity, it can give you peace, it can give you deliverance and hope for whatever situation, whatever you're going through. And if you are on the mountaintop today, if things are going well, then I'm here to tell you that God has good plans for you and it just gets better. And we just wanna encourage you today. So on this series, Lizette, we have been inviting ladies to come on and tell their story of overcoming, how they become victorious. And as I shared right before we started recording this, I saw a couple posts on Facebook and I was like, oh my goodness, her story is amazing. She's so strong. She's carrying this torch, being on the radio, being a light. And so first, just tell the ladies a little bit about your background, where are you from and, and some of the things that you have going on right now and where they can hear you on the radio. All right. Well, again, ladies, my name is Lizette Perez. I am originally from the Bronx, and that's a part of my story because I love New York. And uh, when I moved <laughs> to Florida, I was a teenager, and you know I had some of my struggles with the transition back then. But I only bring that up to share that um, with that struggle of moving here as a teenager, I always held on to the faith and hope that okay, God has a plan. And um, even though I, honestly I hated it when I moved here, Candy, I I really could not stand it. Yes, I missed my friends. And, you know, where I lived in the Bronx, um, the block I lived on, Wheeler Avenue, we were family, and the school I went to, we were just all, like, such a deep, loving community. Yes. Even though the reputation of New York and the Bronx may not be all that. What I Boogie down. Child, Boogie down. Oh, my God. I wish I could go back and relive it. <laughs> but, um, you know, as a little girl, I always had um, the Holy Spirit with me. I was raised Catholic, and I didn't start going to a Christian church, that kind of setting, um, until maybe about almost 18 years ago. Um, but I always had the Holy Spirit with me, and I've always been, you know, a God-fearing and a God-loving child. I knew that a lot of my dreams would come true, and one of those dreams was um, having twins. Um, from a little girl, I was just fascinated with having twins, and um, my prayers were answered. However, they weren't answered the way I envisioned it as a child and how most people would envision having twins. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they talk at the same time. They run around together. They play together. They get, you know, uh, in trouble together. They're mm-hmm. just these two perfect little twins. And that's not my situation um, in, in the natural eye. My twins were, um, they're miracle babies. I'm so blessed to have them here today. Yes. Um, they are micro preemies. So they were actually born 16 weeks premature. Wow. And that is a whole lot of stinking prematurity right there. Um, 24 weeks gestational age. Um, everything was going fine as far as I knew up until the day they turned 24 weeks in utero. I had went to a normal uh, appointment at my gynecologist, and uh, soon after the ultrasound started, uh, I, I kind of saw that something wasn't right, and I was like, no, I'm kind of tripping, this can't be, you know, um, but I, I already felt that I was kind of, I guess, being pre-warned in my spirit that, okay, brace yourself, you're about to hear something that's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, the nurse left, got the doctor, the doctor came in, and they basically confirmed to me that something wasn't right and I was going to be admitted to the hospital and to not expect my children to live. Wow. Um, hearing that news was so devastating, Candy. Um, I, you know, again, we actually went to this appointment expecting to find out if it was boys or girls um, or if it was a boy and girlfriend. Um, again, I was so thrilled and my husband was so thrilled. And we just, you know, when, when I heard that news, um, it was, you know, it was like my heart stopped right then and there. I kind of immediately went into survival mode. And from then on, everything was numb. And um, I continued, we continued with the appointment um, to get rushed to the hospital within a couple hours. I was there. They let me go home, pack, and I just was stunned. I couldn't believe this was going on. Um, I got to the hospital, and they had made a plan for me that for two days they were going to try to inject my children's lungs um, to help speed the maturity of them. So this happened on a Monday, and by that Wednesday, I was going to have an emergency C-section. And it was crazy to think two days from now, an emergency C-section, like that didn't even make sense to me, you know, but it was just part of the process. So um, Mia and Maya were born um, actually on that Tuesday. They didn't even go as far as Wednesday because Maya – was um, starting to have distress in the womb. They weren't even monitoring Mia because they just said she was not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was twin to twin transfusion syndrome, and what that is with identical twins, you they share a placenta that they weren't. They shared a blood vessel in the placenta that they weren't supposed to share. So basically, Maya was getting too many nutrients, and Mia was getting too little, and um, Mia was basically shrunk wrapped, uh, shrink wrapped in her sack. She didn't have any fluid in there left. And, you know, again, they said she wasn't going to make it. And she was only 15 ounces at birth. And, you know, yeah, tiny. I mean, when you talk about tiny, they were, they were pretty lengthy. They were about 11 inches, but they were really skinny. And when I say the, the miracle that we witnessed in the NICU during, they were four months in the NICU during that time. I mean, it was just, I can never, never, never really replay or describe how devastating it was for us and, and how traumatic. Um, 
I didn't know when I heard the news. I'm like, oh my God, I'm only 24 weeks. Lord, how is this possible? Can a uh, a 15-ounce baby live? When I realized that that was her weight, I just was stunned. I didn't know. Um, But honestly, Candy, when I first heard the news that I was being admitted to the hospital, and the first instinct I had was to have fear. And, you know, all this anxiety came over me. Um, but within seconds, I felt in my spirit, don't worry, everything's going to be okay. Mm. And I actually, in my head, argued with God for at least 30 seconds. I was like, how? What do you mean everything's going to be okay? How is this possible? And, like, what does that look like? What does this mean? What do you mean everything's going to be okay? And then finally, I just kind of stopped. I just stopped panicking for a second. And I said, okay. Okay, Lord, I'll trust you. Mm. And from that moment on, as difficult as it was, I had to hold on to those moments throughout the whole four months in the NICU. I just had to hold on that everything was going to be okay because God told me so. Um, And it was just kind of incredible, that whole journey. I mean, fast forward to when they came home. I remember, I mean, they came home with monitors. and, and, And this is after experiencing surgeries and all these infections where a cough could have wiped them out. Um, and just all this delicate stuff. I mean, there was times that family and friends couldn't visit the NICU. So because of that, they stopped even attempting to come, even when it was okay. And we experienced a lot of isolation, uh, a lot of changes in the family, uh, just, the, just the way our family functions. Those who we were closest with suddenly were the furthest away. And those who we didn't really expect to step up did. Um, it was amazing to see how certain friends and family kind of just came in and out of our life at that time. And even now, years mm-hmm. later, sometimes we still experience that. We just, we just, um, we just know how to handle it better now. Right. <laughs> or in the beginning, it was traumatic and devastating. And, you know, we would get caught up in pity parties at times because we're like, this is happening to us, you know, not to you, you know, we need you here. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> right. you know, we realize we can really only count on God. So, um, at some point, our hearts kind of shifted. My husband and I, um, Eddie's been an amazing husband. I got to give him a shout out because um, we luckily, and, and I, I don't say luckily because this is all God's plan. Because that was actually another dream of mine as a kid to to <laughs> find my husband. I used to pray for my husband when I was a little girl, and you know when I met my husband, um, it, it, it wasn't one of them things where I knew that was him. But mm-hmm. as we became friends, and I'm like, why am I hanging out with this guy? And I was like, oh, would that be nice? He could be your husband. And sure <laughs> enough, he was. And sure enough, he was. <laughs> he was yeah. So um, he's my high school sweetheart. We met in Lake Mary. And that's probably why I never ended up moving back to New York, because um, it was just one of them things where, um, okay, I met my husband. My life is here, and I'm giving it a fair shot. But um, um, he's been wonderful. And, you know, he struggled. I know this is a, a lady's uh show and <laughs> no that's <laughs> okay gotta, yeah my husband struggled as well because you know again families with you know members of our families like member like real like mothers and aunts and like family members you would never expect to like have these opinions that were damaging and, and uh it's just you know trying to drive a wedge between us because right. at that time as well I mean we had opened a business a storefront business and we were only nine months in when I was pregnant with the girls. We were able to keep the business open until um, they came home. We decided to shut the business down. But suddenly, 
everyone had an opinion that we weren't doing things right. And, mm. you know, he needed to be at work. And what people didn't realize is that we had um, duties in the NICU, you know, mommy duties, daddy duties. And I couldn't be in two places at once. I had, we had twins. So there was just a lot of interference. <laughs> and we just had to kind of steer away from all that. But, you know, um, my husband has been an amazing, um, an amazing person through all this as well, which um, I thank the Lord that I have him to lean on because we've seen so many people go through so many things in the hospital, in the hospital world, and they do it alone. And that's, those are the people I feel like, you know, we should be praying right. for. Like people say, I pray for you all the time. I'm like, okay, I, I think I have, I have it down now. Go ahead and pray for someone else. <laughs> right. I don't know why that sometimes, but it's just kind of one of them things. Like, um, just pass it on, pass it on. Let's let's keep up. Let's start a prayer chain and just go down that way and pray for them because they need it more. Um, but you know, and and sometimes I, I actually said that to someone, and they were like, "See, Liza, you're so strong." really no no (laughs) it's not that i'm so strong it's just um i i had to practice faith Mm, um that's good you might have to say that again yeah you you have to practice faith sometimes it's like you know in my head i knew better god's here he's taking care of us he already told me everything was going to be okay and um you know the one thing i knew i couldn't deal with personally was the death of a child and you know 15 ounces at birth you know, I just didn't know how she was going to survive. But I told God, I cannot deal with my child passing. Like, why, Lord? You know I've wanted this since I was a kid. And you gave me twins. You answered my prayer. I know you can't be cruel to take it away. It just can't be, you know, their purpose or our purpose. And we're still trying to figure out why this has happened. But I feel so blessed. That my girls survived and they're here today. They have special needs. They have cerebral palsy. And I'm sorry if I'm going back and forth all over the place. This this has been such an incredible journey. Um, but one thing I learned in the NICU is um, definitely practicing faith and mm-hmm. activating your faith. It's something that, you know, I can't tell you how to activate your faith. I can only right. tell you to really practice it. But there are moments where suddenly you will realize, whoa, I just activated my faith. Like, mm. who's the next? <laughs> like, this happened right. to me in the next. Yes, um, my husband, and this is what I was trying to get out earlier, my husband, um, there were days where he was down and I would be the one to kind of lift him up and be a strength. Then there was days that I was down and he would kind of be the one to lift me up and help give me strength, you know, as we leaned on each other during that time. And I remember one day they gave us devastating news about Maya that um, something was developing with her that um, she may either get through it within the next 24 hours or within 24 hours, we might have to make an end-of-life decision for our daughter. Mm, And when I heard that news, Candy, I was like, oh, no, Uh uh-uh. Like, I I saw my husband's face when he got that news and his face that particular day. He just kind of, you know, his face dropped and I saw that he just got drained out of any face possible that day. And for whatever reason that activated my faith. And I said, Nope, we're not going to like, we're not going to, this is not going to happen. This is not the news we're going to receive tomorrow. We're going to know that she's going to do better. We're going to get that news. 
these doctors don't know nothing. <laughs> and, <laughs> right. I, you know, Sometimes you have to was, say that. Yeah, and it, but it was really something that kind of took over me, Candy. I, I can't, I wish I can explain it. And I honestly wish I could do this in every area in my life when it comes to faith. And I just got to say something again, you got to practice. You just got to practice believing. And when you really need to do it, I mean, you can activate it. It's there for you. Um, it really is. It is. Um, it, it's just tapping in and, and just staying connected and plugged to God and, and trusting his word because um, the Bible's filled with everything we need to to be encouraged and his promises are there. And, you know, it really hurt my heart to see um, some of the struggles that other families were going through. I saw families that lost their children and my children were still hanging on fighting. And, um, you know, that caused me to also keep my faith and activate my faith because my children were, my children were kicking butt. I mean, they went through a lot in the NICU, um, but, you know, they weren't giving up. And you know, what's amazing. I have to share this when, when um, I had my C-section with the girls, and they were born, and they told me they're alive. <laughs> this was so amazing. Um, the only thing I knew to pray for at that time, because as I said earlier in the show, I kind of went numb from the moment they told me that the girls were being born early. I didn't know what to think, expect, feel, pray for. I didn't even know what to pray for, really. I mean, when it came down to it, yes, I want them to live. But it was like, what else can I pray for? What can I be specific about? And mm. I didn't know. Um, but the only thing that did kind of get stirred up in me, I had said, okay, Lord, well, please give them strong heartbeats. Because when it came to their health, in my head, I didn't know what else to expect. Right. How would you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, Lord, please give them strong heartbeats. And Candy, the first thing out the nurse's mouth was they go, look at your baby. She has a strong heartbeat. Mm. <laughs> wow. And then the, here comes the other nurse down the way to introduce me to the next baby, which was Mia at the time. Maya was born first. So she brings over Mia from, you know, she came around from the other way and she goes, and here's baby B. And she has a strong heartbeat, mommy. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, thank you, Lord, because that's what I asked for. <laughs> so and that. That's amazing. Mm -hmm, go ahead. No, I was going to say that's amazing. And part of um, when you were saying practice, it is hard to tell someone how to practice and how to activate their faith. It's hard to say it because when you're in it, um, you just do it. I mean, you know, and I, I think we're kindred souls. There's so, so many things we actually, you, you were talking about, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I was raised Catholic and I came to know the Holy Spirit and the Lord at a certain age. And I'm from Jersey City, you know, so it's like there's so many <laughs> similarities along the way. And, and then when you're faced with a life or death situation, and in this case, it was your, your daughters, and you, you could have felt like it was touch and go on a daily basis. Imagine the emotional roller coasters, as I'm saying this for the ladies, of where you could have gone up and down. And I'm sure you had days where you were up and down. But the thing that you spoke, and the, the Bible talks about whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you receive it and it'll be yours. And yeah. the fact that even if it was one word that you could utter, God honored that. 
So continue because I mean, that, I think that's amazing. But I think it's part of that practicing where it's hard to explain to someone how to put it into practice. It's, you know, whatever you ask for, believe and trust him. And when we confess the word of God, it really does activate our faith. So I want you to continue. Sorry. No, it's fine. I mean, it, it's, it's not something that I've been able to do every day. I mean, definitely throughout the years. I mean, the girls just turned eight on July 14th. And um, it has wow. been a struggle after. Yeah, um, it's been struggle after struggle. Um, to, to update you on on their on their condition now, and they both have cerebral palsy. They're both in wheelchairs. Um, when Mia turned a year and a half, um, she developed glaucoma in the eyes due to her having cataracts during her NICU days. She had like a layer of her eye lens removed, so she has really poor vision, um, glasses and hearing aids, and and um, again with the glaucoma. When that was diagnosed, we had to take a road trip to Miami every six weeks for two and a half years oh, wow. just to um, just to follow up with her eyes because they didn't do, it's an exam, an anesthesia that she has to get done that could immediately lead to surgery if there's an issue. So, you know, every six weeks we are stressing and we're, you know, just worried because financially it depleted our savings immediately. Um, there was no recovering from that. Um, we did lose our home to foreclosure. So there was a period where we went through a really dark phase where we just had a hard time just really trusting God even. It was just really, a really we went through on and off um, at least four or five years of just feeling like we were in the wilderness and we just couldn't get out of it. And we're like, when we're trying to get out of it, Lord, like help us, you know, like I'm reaching my hand out to you, pull us up already. You know, it's just kind of like help us because, um, you know, families who go, th- who have a child, right. I'm sorry, right. families who have a child with special needs or who experience the loss of a child, um, we have an 80% higher chance at divorce than the typical family. Well, so I want you to stop there because I wanted to do better than give your husband a shout out. I mean, he is your, <laughs> you guys are one. And so I, I want to lift you both up. And I, and I believe it's so amazing how, you know, before we start recording, we pray and we were asking for the Holy Spirit to take over this conversation. And one of the things we haven't touched on very much on this journey and shutting down fear and anxiety is the family issues, things that we deal with and, and couples in particular. And I believe there are women who are listening to the podcast, Lizette, honestly, that this is hitting home with them um, about how to stand in the storm either with your children or with your husband. And so I wanted you to kind of go there and, and talk about what, what did you guys do to make it through that wilderness time? Well, I remember there was a time we felt like running. Um, I actually had um, this wonderful job opportunity, which was another dream of mine to work at Hot 97 in New York City. And we were looking into moving. I got a yes after my, my audition. I was going to New York. We were going. Mm-hmm. Um, it ended up falling through. And especially at that time, it was kind of like, okay, well, if this move doesn't happen, we're weeks away from being homeless because we were losing our house. So, I mean, we were put through a test after test and after test, and it did affect our marriage. I mean, we, at that time, we were holding on, and we were, um, this wasn't necessarily the time where um, it affected us to where we were questioning our marriage, but um, sometime prior to that, you know, we had so many struggles um, 
and, and a lot of times we felt like running away, you know, mm-hmm. like how much more can we deal with? Like, and it wasn't even about us. It was just the fact that a girl like Mia was in and out of the hospital and, and just a lot of stuff. I mean, it, it was just holding on, fighting for our marriage because we knew that God was in the middle and he was just going to hold us together. He was our glue. So we just had to remember that, you know, if there was ever a time that it got ugly and, um, you know, I have that feisty New York, Puerto Rican <laughs> attitude that, you know, don't walk away from me. We're talking, we're fighting. You know, I was always kind of trying to hold on. Um, but yeah, there were times he wanted to run away. Like in the movies, people, he, he said he would describe it like wanting to go to the store and never come back. Um, because the stress, we didn't have a lot of help. And even though we had each other, you know, it was still a lot on our plate and people, um, there was no one there to support us. So um, we really had to just hold on day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, second by second, and really just trust God. Even when our hearts didn't feel it, uh, we just kept listening to our brain and just really focused on that because, you know, we were down. We were having kind of pity parties at times. And it wasn't even a pity party we were trying to invite people to or one that we were trying mm-hmm. to stay at. But it was just happening. I mean, we were going through it. It was stressful because for us, it felt like there was never going to be an end to this. You know, they, they're still in diapers. You know, wow. that's abnormal. Wow. That's abnormal. Um, you know, having because Mia, she's basically like a paraplegic. And I'm sorry to jump back to that because I want to focus on uh, what you asked me to. But Mia's like a paraplegic. So um, it, she needs to be put in any position she needs to be put in. She's nonverbal. Um, she can't hear. There's no real language there with her. We couldn't teach her sign language because of the fact that her cerebral palsy doesn't allow her to sign. Mm-hmm. And um, just a lot of little struggles. So it gets really frustrating. Um, but again, um, God has been our glue. And there were times that he would say, what's wrong with you? You look too happy today. Or like, that would be a question sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, it's not that I'm happy. It's just, you know, I, I it's just I'm... I'm just trying to hold on to whatever joy in the day I can find. And this is the moment you're catching me in, you know. Um, the one scripture that kind of really, uh, one day it just kind of popped in my head with a new definition and all for me. Nehemiah um, 8.10, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Mm. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Um, I, you know, most people will simply kind of define that, like, uh, the gladness of heart that comes from knowing God, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, God's joy. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. Um, but for me, this one particular day, I'll never forget when that kind of, you know, opened up for me, um, for me, the meaning, the meaning of that scripture, um, and it's almost hard to explain because I feel like the explanation or you know, what I'm about to say out loud can easily go over your head because listening to it carefully, it sounds so similar. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what I get is that the joy of the Lord is my strength. His Mm. joy is my strength. His joy stands in for my pain. His joy stands in for my my sorrow, my struggles. And his joy gets me through every day because if not, I would have a daily pity party and I would be a mess, which gives me... Uh, which actually gives the enemy 
a window to remind us of everything that's wrong in our life and everything that's not working out and how God's not there for us like we think or hope for. So right there, our faith gets tested and depleted and, uh, you know, we have to stay in this word so we can continue getting filled and, mm, and we don't have to look so empty um, and, and, you know, we're not doing it alone. So, you know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's just something that... Um, it's one of those scriptures that I remember, uh, actually, I had a picture in my home um, that says that. Mm. And I thought over and over, you know, I see it every day. I just kind of <laughs> overlook it. But that one particular moment when it became alive for me, I was like, wow. Mm. So, um, and I hope that makes sense. But um, It really does. It really does. You, you know, the funny thing, the thing that I keep hearing and the question, I always imagine myself as the listener on the other end. And I am a listener right now. I'm listening to everything you're saying. I'm taking <laughs> notes and I'm, I'm going to post that scripture on the podcast page for ladies to meditate on. Because, you know, one of the things that I, that I hear is a theme throughout your whole, your life. But then when the seasons of challenge came, is that you were still and it's very tempting for us to jump ship, to make decisions, to be rash, and to be emotionally led and fear-led when we're in the midst of these storms. And um, I, what I hear is that even though it was, it was at times chaotic, and I'm sure that you guys were probably at times at each other, and it was just, it was almost too much that you could bear. There was still a staying. I can't even describe it any other way than just being there and waiting on God. Because, because really, when it comes down to it, when we're trusting him, we're waiting on him. And when you said the joy of the Lord, his joy, one of the things that is my takeaway is that I need to stop thinking that this is something that is from man, that this is a man-made joy, that is something that I'm manufacturing, you know. Right in my own heart and mind. This doesn't come from me. This is a supernatural joy. It's a supernatural peace. It's supernatural. It's not from me. And so I love that. And I get that because that, that right there was my highlight. I got that right here. I'm circling it. <laughs> I love that. And so tell me what your, what your walk looks like today for you and your husband and, and, um, a little bit about your oldest daughter. Um, what does your <laughs> spiritual walk look like? Um, well, um, Melinda's our oldest daughter. She's 11. Um, so it's the five of us, my husband, Eddie, me, and Maya, and Melinda. And, uh, well, we attend church at Calvary Assembly in Winter Park. And at one point, my husband and I, we were um, um, volunteers for the children ministry. This was actually before we even had children. Mm -hmm. um, so we, you know, we had a heart of serving and we loved serving. Once the kids came, that stopped. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. um, it just became too hard because I was walking, um, sorry, working overnight at the radio station. Um, but, you know, we continued going to Calvary Assembly in Winter Park. Um, we listened to, you know, um, church, different church services on TV. Other churches, we have friends. Um, in other churches throughout Central Florida, thanks to Buddy Break. So I got to give a shout out to um, mm -hmm. Nathaniel's Hope. Um, that organization has blessed our family. They serve families and children with special needs. Um, 
through respite care and they do the big make them smile event in June. And um, we've just plugged in to uh, different, um, like my husband, for example, he goes to a Bible study at a whole nother church, (laughs) (laughs) but we, um, you know, we go to church and we just listen to stuff on TV. And I, you know, I read a lot of books by Joyce Myers or T.D. Jake or whatever might inspire me. Um, That's good. So, you know, we, one thing that we have to continue working on as a couple is praying together. Um, Mm. You know, we still struggle even because, you know, you know, to be honest, like I'm talking on this podcast, but I'm not that perfect Christian that knows a million scriptures or, you know, have this big part of worship. Not that I don't worship, but it's funny because I feel like um, it's just an area that I have to work on more because I felt like I'm still in that numb place at times. Um, so have, we you, just, you know. You still hmm. have a lot on your plate. I mean, you still have <laughs> to care for, you know, your children and your husband and yourself and you have a job and you're in ministry. I mean, there there is quite a bit. So <laughs> we are not mad at you. And you probably just helped identify with, you know, so many ladies that are listening in that are saying, well, I'm not the perfect Christian, you know, when we get on here, we may spew off a thousand scriptures, ladies, but that's because I have my Google, I'm not Google, I have my um, tabs open on my screen <laughs> and I'm not oh, that, memorizing that's everything. Why wanted, yeah. <laughs> so, that's, sorry, that's why I wanted to share that because like, you know, to be real, like, I just feel like, you know, I have my relationship with my Lord and um, I, I just, I'm so grateful for that. And I'm yeah. so grateful that my parents instilled that in me as a little girl, and I'm doing that same with my children. Um, I'm doing my best anyway. I mean, it's really cute to see Maya pray. Um, it's just adorable. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes she'll see me, and I'm like, oh, Maya, please, I got a headache right now. She's like, dear God, help mommy feel better. In the name of Jesus, amen. And <laughs> her hands on me, you know, and I'm like, oh, here's my little daughter praying for me. How awesome is that? So, um, you know, it's just it's just a walk you know it's a journey um I know that he loves us and you know if there's anyone there that's ever dealt with and I know you have Kenny with that hospital world and you know that that can take you to a very dark place and you know what I admire you for that because I've seen your journey as well when you rang your bell um I watched that video and I cried and um uh, it's it's not easy so I'm hoping to one day soon start a nonprofit that will, um, you know, help support moms and dads in the NICU and their babies. Oh, that's so, um, so that's kind of my new dream that I've been dreaming actually since the NICU days, but I have to be able to put that into action. Um, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm still working at the radio station. I'm helping my husband with um, his clothing line. He has a Christian clothing line. Um, called Holy Scripture. The website's holyscriptshirt.com. So it's a play on words. I love that scripture. name. Scripture. Scripture. <laughs> and you know, I, I do t-shirts, right? Business on the side. Yes, it is. It's, it's Christian t-shirts. So his his dream behind it was, um, you know, he kind of loves sneakers. He's he's part of that sneakerhead community, and um, of course, of <laughs> he wanted course. to do like Christian urban wear. Um, pretty much is what the idea behind it was. So. Um, you know, we're still 
a family working hard. And, and I point that out because of the fact that we've had so many needs throughout the years. We've had fundraisers. You know, we've had GoFundMe's. Um, you know, God blessed us with a, a van, and I thank you, Lord, for that. And I thank um, Calvary Assembly. Uh, they donated a van to us. Um, it was last wow. October. Um, we needed a handicapped van, and we were trying for five years to attain one and, and praise God. Finally, we have our handicap van. And, you know, part of my daily struggle was putting the girls in and out of the car by myself. I used to have to break down the wheelchair because we only had a SUV at the time. And I would have to break down both wheelchairs in the back and then get my big 30-pound babies into their car seats. And uh, it was just a lot. And, you know, I must have cried, gosh, I don't know how many tears by now, but I know God knows, and <laughs> oh I'm just gosh. so grateful that, you know, we are still a married couple. We're still, you know, the key to that is just never giving up and just never really believing up. in each other no matter what, because I know people um, who are just so quick to completely give up, and and that's just not the answer. You know, God joins you together to be one, and he is the glue. You know, you just got to believe that he will work it out. So, you know, no matter what your struggles are today, God will get you through. No matter what is going on in your life, whether if it's, you know, health issues or, you know, problems in your marriage or just at work or finances, he'll get you through. He will. Mm -hmm. I I mean, your story is just... um... You know, I'm, I'm sitting here like I had to take a deep breath because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm overwhelmed and I'm just hearing it. And you're carrying the torch with the grace and and the power and the joy of the Lord. He has really given you strength. And so um, I do want um, to talk a little bit about your your special projects that you have going on and also the Sunday morning show. But really briefly, just so we know that the Holy Spirit is so amazing. When I was praying before we started recording, I was like, okay, I'm going to pray this God, but she's probably going to think I'm a weirdo <laughs> uh, by the time we're done. Because I was praying, you know, God, if there's a, dreams and visions that are inside of her. I'm just going to begin praying for her that these things just manifest and that they are carried out. So to hear that you are, that your desire is to have a ministry for parents in NICU. We didn't talk about that. I would have had no idea about that. That's truly the Lord. So as the ladies who are listening um, and our prayer group, the the ladies prayer call that we meet with on Wednesday mornings, we're going to begin just showering you guys with, with um, prayers that, that there's a there's another season coming. Was that there's another season coming where um, your family is going to be thriving and there's going to be new open doors. And, and I just, I'm just thankful for every, Thing that you share. Thank you for the transparency. But also, I believe you minister to some people who are on the edge, to some single moms and some married moms um, that are almost at the edge, that are that are ready to let go, but but you just told them to hold on. Yes, and, and God bless those single moms. I want to say one more thing really quick, if that's sure. okay. I I I I actually have to confess something, and it's just part of the whole struggle. I mean, it's not really deep down in my heart rooted, but, you know, you have to be careful what you think about because, you know, when when those moments come when you're facing 
um, issues and problems and you're angry about them. You know, I was angry at God for a while. And not that pure anger, like I hated God, never that. It was never that. It was just, come on, Lord, come through already. I need breakthrough. It was just kind of that frustrating impatience that we tend to go through as Christians. I mean, there was a hint of anger there, but in my heart, I knew better. Um, So I I just say that to kind of remind people and, and, you know, again, to hold on. But one thing I want to confess is that I would look around at people going through things. And there was a time where, you know, even though I didn't really believe it, I was feeling this. I was like, oh, okay, what you're going through is not as bad as what I'm going through. Mm. But how dare I think that? How dare Mm. I think that, you know? Um, Of course, I've learned that that's not true. And he tells me every day that there are situations that are way worse than mine. So that's something people have to remember when they're going through something. You have to find the joy, once again, in that day and in what you're actually going through because sometimes it could be a lot worse. And I could give you a perfect example. Um, You know, again, I host a community show at the radio station. So a lot of times I I talk with nonprofit organizations that are local and, um, you know, highlighting what they do. And they'll bring a family on, for example. I, I, I remember I spoke to this one dad who has a daughter, and I think it was type one diabetes. I'm forgetting which one it is, but whichever one it is, it's the one that is more hereditary. And he had to wake up throughout the night to check on his daughter just to make sure that she's breathing and everything. And I'm like, oh, dear God, he's not getting a full night's sleep ever. And I was like, dear Lord, thank you so much, Heavenly Father. (laughs) Thank you so much that I can sleep through the night in the least. With all the struggles I go through, my girls can sleep through the night and everything's okay praise god so there's always a situation that could be a little worse than yours and i've been through a lot with my girls like i didn't even really touch nothing uh you know as much as i've shared i have not i mean there's some of the small i could go deep with but um there's really always something where i remember just feeling like oh that's nothing you you got it good Mm, right (laughs) right and and i would look at i would look at sometimes to be honest like a single mother and I'm like okay yeah you're struggling you know but your kids are healthy mm. you know but how dare I think that her struggle is just as real in her heart as my struggle is in, in my heart so right. um, we all need to lift each other up that's why I'm so glad you're doing this show Candy because that's what I know you, you're doing you're lifting women up with this show and I think that's awesome so you know thank it- you no, oh, no, thank you. It, what's amazing is that, <laughs> thank you for that. But I, um, it, it's funny approaching people to interview because these days, nowadays, everybody wants something and like, okay, what's the catch? What, what's in it for you? What, you know, what's in it for <laughs> ever? And the fact of the matter is, is when, um, from a young age, I knew that I wanted to go into broadcasting and I kind of set that on the shelf for a long time, long number of years. And God just pulled me deeper and deeper into ministry. And now I know that if, if all we do is broadcast this and, and chains are being broken and women are getting delivered and they're going on to impact their families, now they're whole women, they're free women, and they change the course of their baby's lives or they're you know, ministering to their husbands, that to me, um, and then they impact their community and then their world. That to me is my passion. And uh, you're talking about starting your, your uh, nonprofit and we want to turn this into a nonprofit so that we can, um, we're now on, uh, on iTunes. So we want it to go around the world. And as we can raise money for things, 
give it to wherever there's a need. And so, um, mm-hmm. but it takes hearing stories and hearing real people. And what you said tonight was just real. It was just real. And ladies need to identify with that. And I have a scripture to close us out. And then I would love for you to, to pray us out to close. Um, it is from First Corinthians. It's chapter 15, verse um, 58. And it says, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And one thing that's amazing about that is that every, every time we put our life back in his hands, every time we put our families back in his hand, we put everything back on the altar, he's faithful. Nothing that we do in him is in vain. And so, um, Lizette, I'm just so thankful for your family, for your life, for your testimony. Um, one thing that I, I think we've mentioned it, but ladies might not have heard it clearly. I'm going to go back to my other page here. Is um, Real Talk Central Florida airs Sunday mornings. And what time? Uh, six in the morning till seven. It's an hour show on 101.9 Amp Radio. Awesome. And that's your way to connect with community. And I would love for ladies to tune in. Um, If ladies want to get in touch with you, I I, I see your Facebook is here on your um, station's website. And I think, you know, you might have ladies reaching out, wanting prayer, wanting advice. And we need to do a mom's show down the the line when we're done with this series. (laughs) We need to minister to some moms, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, they could connect with me on social media. um, my page is Lizette Perez um, on Facebook, and that's um, it might be maxed out at the five thousand. Wow! <laughs> I'm on Twitter <laughs> and I'm on Instagram at awesome. Lizette Perez, and that's L I Z Z E T T E. You can also, uh, I mean, if you want to call me, you can text or call me anytime four zero seven four three one four zero one seven. Or if you hear me on the radio. You can say, hey, Lizette, um, hi. <laughs> um, we will. So, um, yeah, anytime. I don't, you know, you can connect with me anytime. I love to connect with moms who are struggling in the NICU. Some, some of them are doing it alone, and it's frustrating. Some may have a new baby that's in the NICU, and, and, you know, it's a really lonely, isolated, scary place. I mean, it just, at the same time, um, I like the way my husband describes it. If, if you've never known God, you meet him in the NICU because you just have no choice. Wow. Yeah. Sounds like a wise man. And ladies, actually, I was just telling Lizette um, before we started that we do have a time where we're going to connect and see each other face-to-face September 16th. And we have a location. We are trying to lock it down because some things may change. Lizette, I actually want to do videos so I can post the videos on social media. So we're trying to lock Mm -hmm. down the location. The announcement will be hopefully the end of this week and we're going to get to fellowship and we we'd love to have you. I know your schedule is very busy, but if you can carve out some time, I'm sure the ladies would love to meet you. Oh, that'd be awesome. I would definitely put that on my calendar. So, <laughs> so if you would, um, I don't even want to go. I'm like, I want to get to know her. Let's stay a little longer, but that's okay. We have more <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> um, yes, Uh, But we feel like we know you and we're happy that you joined us on this ride because what happens, I think, when we share testimonies, the the word of God says that we're overcomers by the word Mm -hmm. of our testimony and the blood of Jesus Christ. So Mm -hmm. freedom happens when 
we're tuning into these podcasts and we're listening to the scripture, but then we're listening to someone's real life, you know, and we make the connection that, wait a minute, she's still here eight years after, you know, the news and, and then caring for her babies and then all the things that were going on in the family dynamic. She's still here. She's still standing and not just standing, you're thriving. So would you pray us out and pray for the women who may be in that fight themselves right now? All right. Well, dear Lord, I thank you for today. And I lift up Candy and all the ladies listening today um, who are struggling in their day-to-day in and out. Lord, I just ask that you trust their heart today, that you touch them, Lord, with your love, with the hope, and with the faith that they need. Fill them up, Lord, today. Um, whether they've asked you or not, Lord, I just ask that you touch them today to be healed, Lord. We, you know, one thing, when we were in the NICU, I got a word to pray for full health for my girls. Yes. And I pray for full health for everyone listening today and their family, no matter what the struggles are, Lord. Just touch their heart today and give them a breakthrough and a healing, Lord. Give them a word to hang on to. Talk to them. I, you know, I felt your presence, Lord. Let them feel your presence. Let them know. Be bold with them as you ask us to be bold with you, Lord. Um, and just show up. We need you to show up, Lord. Yes, and we ask that you um, bless those who are in need, who have families and children in the NICU right now. Uh, one thing I didn't say on the show today was that um, support from family and friends is just as important as believing yes, in you, God. Lord. So help those family members understand how they can help and, and just lead, Lord, lead us in this Christian community here. Lead us, Lord. We need you to show us the way because if not, we will be lost, Lord, without you. And, and we need you to get through every single day of the fight, Lord. So I just thank you, Holy Spirit, for, for being here and, and um, being in this conversation with Candy today, Lord, I just thank you that we got through it and that whoever's listening got through it to the end because I see how long we've gone. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but dear God, we just thank you today for the blessings that you have in store for us. And um, we just ask for your continued blessings in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, ladies, thank you so much for tuning in to Good Morning Ladies with Candy and Brian. And Lizette, I'm going to have you hang on with me just a few seconds so we can talk about when this will air. And I just want to give you my thank yous. But ladies, more than anything, we love you. I am praying for you. We want to see your comments and hopefully you can connect with us on September 16th. So more to come on the podcast page. Until next time. Bye-bye. Love you.